and welcome into the In the Mix with Mike podcast, episode number three tonight. Joined by my great co-host Jose, as always in yeah, the studio. Yeah, we here, my boy. We here. Lot to get to. We also have a very special guest appearance tonight. Yes, we do. We've been he, waiting a while. Here, for he's it, here. He's so. here. He's here. He is here. Him. He's here. That's him. He's him. He's him. He is him. That's him, Duncan. <laughs> We'll get to that. <laughs> That's him, Jones, right there. In a little bit, Jose, let's start it up in episode here, number three. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I yes, called sir. it way back when, in July, when I feel like it was our first episode of season one. They defeat the 49ers. They blew them out 31-7. to Let's talk about this game a little bit. To refresh a little bit, the first drive of the game, the Eagles went for it. They're on a fourth down and two. Jalen Hurts finds Devontae Smith on a crazy one-handed one catch. It was a catch. Replay further showed the ball did hit the ground, but whoever ran the jumbotron in Philadelphia didn't put the replay up. 49ers missed the, tra- the challenge, and then Eagles go on to score a touchdown. They really never looked back after that point because the defense so wait, got it was it wasn't a catch? If you look at the replay. I didn't see the replay. I didn't. I didn't. I don't remember that. I'll ha- I'll have to show you, but it. It's in, not a catch. If it's not a catch, it's not a catch. That's it's that's a, all good. It's like whatever debatable, the case. Because like if they rule it a catch, then they would have to overturn it. But I think if it they already were, happened, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. And whoever, like I said, whoever did their job, not really showing the replay. That's a good job. Next play home field advantage there. Welcome to Philly, right? So yeah, exactly. We're not gonna put that up there for them. Started off hot, seven nothing, and like you know, I alluded to there, defense got going. Hassan Reddick, like I said, big offseason moves. What the Eagles did with their defense. Hassan Reddick got to Purdy, got him out of the game. Purdy gone. Johnson comes in out of nowhere. We're watching. You guys were just mauling them down, little one by one, literally. They were all dropping like flies. The fourth-string quarterback comes in the game. And for what it's worth, the Niners hung in there. McCaffrey bouncing off of tackles. Ties this game, but the Eagles' defense too strong. They knocked Johnson out of the game. Not sure who was going to play quarterback, if McCaffrey was going to come in. At what point didn't it, it was a disaster for the 49ers. Yeah, and, it was and, and the I, Eagles I, exploited that in I the I think end it was one. a I think it was a terrible call to just put Brock Purdy in there just to hand the ball off like all right, if we know he's not throwing the ball, what are they going to do? They're just going to blitz and they're going to go at him every single time you're already expecting to run. Yeah. For all that, you should have just put um what you call it in? What's his name? McCaffrey at quarterback and give it a wildcat or a different look or Yeah, with Debo. Yeah, exactly, but you put Brock Purdy in there. You, they already know you're gonna hand it off. Like there was no Could point. Throw the ball. Yeah, there was no point of bringing him in. That, I think that was just terrible. It looked bad. It was just all around. It was just they were doomed. Yeah, from the jump. And that's what the Eagles did. Then like, and how bad was he hurt? We don't know. But oh, uh, I think it was he tore something. Though. It was it was a bad injury. He definitely it was. So why bring him in if it's that bad? They had nobody else to play the quarterback position. Yeah, I don't know, bro. They were they were done by. By a long mile. That's crazy. That was ugly. It was, it was just, eh. And then they, they tried to hang in there, but the Eagles' offensive line was too strong for the 49ers. Bosa couldn't get to Hurts all day. The Eagles found a way. The 49ers, too many penalties before halftime. The Eagles found a way to score a touchdown there before half, and that was really the game. It felt like the 49ers took maybe three penalties on that drive, all on third downs, prolonging the drive. The Eagles exploited that, and then they blew them out in the second half. And the Philadelphia Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. They annihilated them, bro. That is... I just wish Brock didn't go down like that. Yeah. Just to get, like, a, a better game. Like, Facts. But, you know, it happens in sports, bro. Look at look at uh, Patty. Like, he went down, but yeah, he still came back and, you well, know, tried to get in there. But We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, but 
I don't know. I just I just hate when big moment games like that where like a star player just goes down so early, like and a pivotal star too to like that offense and that team for him to go down on such a slight injury. Like he wasn't even hit that hard. It wasn't like a big tackle or anything. And for him to just like I can't I can't go out there. It's like it's kind of shitty. Still? Yeah, it's like whack. Like especially in big games like that. Like I understand injuries are part of the game, but. I just hate to see it, bro. I get it. It's disappointing, though, because it yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. at halftime after the Eagles scored that And not only touchdown, that, he was on a the was The air was going to go to the Eagles. He was on Eagles. a great run. The atmosphere like, was there. He was, what, 7-0? He had a pretty nice run for yeah. for a person who came in as a third string. But, yeah, you know, there was no way they was going to stand with the, with the Eagles. Nope. Without him. So the Birds go to the Super Bowl. They advance at this point, and the Chiefs play the Bengals. Then there's the second game in the championship weekend. What a game it was. Yeah, that was that was a goodie. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> off the bad angle. Listen, man, that 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 guy is just he's just Don't a, bet against him. Definitely don't bet against him and I just he's just like that that game right there. Like I don't care what chip he won or what drive he's had to bring him back in any game. That game right there solidified that he's that fucking dude like He is that guy. I'm on the top of the the mountain. Yep. I'm on the top of the food chain. Everything has to go through me, and everything will continue to go through me. And he just made it known, like, I'm him. Like, he's he's the guy, bro. Like, he literally came out there, hobbled, fought it out. Like, we all were like, damn, should we take him on passing yards? And I think he was projected for, what, 287? 283. 283. All six of us in the... In the room that we're no watching one, the game. No one took that. Nobody took him over. We all took and under. And he smashes that. 326 he threw for. He was making throws, just like sidearm, falling to the ground. It was an incredible when performance by Patrick Mahomes. He didn't He didn't try to run, but when he had to run, there was like a play in like in the fourth quarter where he really had to like get extra yardage. And he, you know, he put the pressure on that ankle and he, yeah. he rolled out of there and he got that first down. But the kid is a stud, bro. It's like... He's like Brady, bro. It's like you can't count him out. Like no, you if you you can give him two minutes, one minute, a minute and a half, he's gonna find plays. He's gonna find the open man. He's gonna run. He's, bro. He's just that right there, bro. Like for me, I was saying like, uh, Joe Barrow has like enough talent and enough IQ to like really go up there with, with him, but he he literally just said like, yo, listen, it's not your time yet, like. It is. I'm still him. I'm still the, the the monster in this league. Yeah, Everything has to go through me. Because if the Bengals would have won this game, they would have been four zero against the Chiefs, and that would have said something. But they they spoke a lot. You know, the mayor saying, "Crowning the stadium." <laughs> they were calling um, Arrowhead, Burrowhead, Burrowhead. It's and you spoke. But too they soon had because then the Chiefs, you know, beat them by a field goal in the end and. We'll get to all the calls in a, in a second, all, but... I believe they had all the rights to, to, you know, make those jokes and stuff because they did beat him three times in a row, bro. I like, get that, but now you got Eli Apple can't say anything after all the shit he was talking about before this I mean, game. you can always talk while you're up. They were up, so they were allowed to talk their shit. Like, know, we beat y'all, we stopped y'all, offense, and, you know, you can talk your shit. It just came down to, on the biggest stage, in the biggest game, they lost, you know? And Patty did what he had to do to... Take his team to the Super Bowl, and he does. He does it once again, bro. It's like he's the greatest right now on, on in in today's football. He's the best quarterback, bro. Of course he is, <clears throat> hands down. Like I don't care who you say, he he's he's the guy. And that's the thing about he's this, the face. And that's the thing about this game is the Chiefs 
win this game by a field goal and what a game it really was and when you watch Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs it was almost like watching you know Brady and the Patriots I mean this guy is the best you can't count him you can't bet against him you can't count him out and he sh- he proved that and I'm 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 scared of to watch the to oh, watch the yeah, Super Bowl yeah. this is gonna be this is gonna be good, I knew you were scared from the jump I knew you was gonna be scared bro hey well let's let's talk about the calls though in this Bengals Chiefs game there was a lot of people that said there was a lot of bad calls and calls that favored the Chiefs some people are saying that it's rigged I saw you know on uh, Barstool Sports their podcast Foster from the Texans back in the days. I don't know if it was a joke. It seemed like it was a joke, but he was talking about the NFL being scripted, and a lot of players have taken that to like memes on Twitter, seeing a lot of that on Twitter. But the calls were really bad in this game, in the Bengals-Chiefs game. Third down, that gets called back. They replayed it down. We got block in the back that wasn't called on a, on a kickoff yeah. that set up the game-winning field goal. No holding on the Mahomes scramble. And it just felt like the Bengals just couldn't get any calls going their way. It felt like the Chiefs had calls going their way. It felt like they were being they favored usually, a little bit. They, they Jose, u- what, do you, what do you think of this? They usually always get the calls their way, bro. It's just like they're the number one team in the league. They're the favorite. They have the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. And like They're pretty much pampered, bro. Like They're just going to continue to get those calls. And that's just <laughs> that's just what it is. It's like he, he's the new Brady, bro. It's like... You gotta respect mm. him. He's up. He's he's the guy. My my personal opinion is that I agree with you a hundred percent about that. It feels like watching the Chiefs in that game, getting the calls in favor of them. Of course, felt like Brady and the Patriots. Of course. And I know people are saying like the Super Bowl is being played at State Farm Arena and State Farm's number one spokes. Yeah, is Patrick Mahomes. That shit is all. One. That shit all comes See, down to money. You bro. feel like okay, maybe they do get a couple calls their way. and It's sad because if that is the case, and it's almost feel like a corporate, and I know that's why there's been a lot of frustration about, you know, what we've been seeing out of the officiating, but hopefully the Super Bowl doesn't have that. Uh, it will feature the Chiefs and the Eagles, but going back, oh, you the, know, last, I'm, the last I'm, I'm thing I'll say you, about the Bengals and I'm Chiefs. I'm telling you right the now. The last thing I'll say about that game is that I think one way or another, the Chiefs des- did deserve it. The Bengals did have the chance to win it, and they didn't do it. Chris Jones and that that Chiefs defense did get to Joe Burrow, and they they made it happen. So I still I still think Bro, it was, Tim it was, to the Chiefs. They, it was it was they got that game. I get the calls, but they did get to him. You know they had their chance. The Bengals. It was one drive where like they gave him like seven downs, bro. I I agree, but they did stop him though. Like come on, bro. Unfortunately, it's, you know it's like you get a stop on third down, right? They bring it back again. Yeah. Because supposedly no one saw the ref running on the field. So why did you let the play continue? Why did he not blow it there? Because he did try to blow it there. Why didn't he stop the play there? Bro, it's because all the other refs were probably like, we don't see him. And we're going to give Patty another chance. And that's exactly what happened. He got another chance. The defense had to go out there and get another stop. They did, though. They, they did. did. But yeah, I get it's, it. just, it's like every down in the NFL, especially in a playoff game, counts. It's crucial, yeah. So for you to give a quarterback like Patty Mahomes more downs and more opportunities, it's tough to beat him, bro. Yeah. It's tough. Like, I don't care who you are, what team you play on. It's going to be tough to beat a man where you keep giving him extra plays and extra downs. So we will see the Chiefs and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. It is the first time where two African-American quarterbacks will meet in the Super Bowl. So pretty cool moment right there. How do you know that? That's crazy. Yeah, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, Eagles, Chiefs. When we have our podcast next week, we'll predict this game. We'll get more into the Super Bowl. 
It's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's Listen. gonna be good. Next week we'll dive into our whole Super Bowl show and it'll I'm be gonna good. tell you we'll right take now. our big bets. We'll we'll get into it. I'm gonna tell you right now, you guys are not getting any calls. Don't I, I, I know. But we'll we'll get into it next week. But speaking of officiating and bad calls, last Saturday, Bron James and the Lakers playing the Boston Celtics, Jose. LeBron goes up for a game-winning layup and is clearly fouled by Tatum, and there's no call, and LeBron goes crazy. He can't believe it. It was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. You got Pat Beverly out there. With a camera. With a camera showing the ref. How could you miss this? We got LeBron on the floor. He can't believe it. He gets a technical. For for going crazy that there was a missed call, we can't review it for whatever reason. You can't review it. And the Lakers lose the game to the Celtics. Jose. What 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 do you make of this call? Like, what do you think of this whole situation? Are you to, surprised LeBron doesn't get this call too either? We're to, just talking about Mahomes. To be calls. honest, what do you think? To be honest, that's so like I expect that, bro. Like LeBron is just one of those athletes like who doesn't get the respect from the refs. LeBron, for a person who drives as much as he drives to the basket, and who is the superstar and face of the league that he is, he doesn't get not nearly close to the calls that everyone else gets. Why? Oh, he's too big. He should be able to handle that. No, a foul is a foul, bro. When you have three people on your back, people grabbing your jersey, people putting you in choke holes, people grabbing your arms, and the ref doesn't call it, that shit gets frustrating, bro. Mm -hmm. And especially for him, like, these are his last games, like, in his, towards his career. Like, we all know, like, yeah, father Tom hasn't caught up to him, but, like, we know the window on LeBron's career is closing every single game. And he's at a point right now where he's trying to make the playoffs and he's trying to get his team there. And you're tied with... Boston Celtics, the best you, team in the league. Yeah, you're tied and you have an opportunity to beat a team like that. On the road. And you make and your coach or whoever played called that play for them calls the right plays and you execute it and then it's stripped away from you because of a referee making it just... A lazy bat non-call, you know, is 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 frustrating. And he's been going through this for years, bro. Like, Braun doesn't get any calls. You like, you can go on YouTube right now, bro, and type up and just type in LeBron files, and you can just see people like they're literally attacking him, like smack to the face, grabbing, pulling him down, like he's mid air, dragging him down. Like, is this bad? Like, I understand he's six foot eight and he's a freight train, but. Give the same call you give mm. to him that you give to everyone else. And he doesn't get those calls, bro. He, does, he doesn't get them. Mm. There's no reason why LeBron is driving to the basket 10, 15, 20 times at a game, and he's only at the free throw line two, three times. Yeah, We've seen an era where Harden was taking 15 to 16 free throws a game. I do think that LeBron does get calls, but there is some missed he, calls no, in the paint. I think that he can get more of because of his size. They kind of do pass by. But this one was just very blatant. I don't understand. I guess my other question with this is why can we not fix a clear error that cost the team a game? Why do we have replay if we're not going to go to it? Because That's what I don't understand. I mean, I, I understand we have the human error in, in the aspect you of remember, remember officiating, what? but what do you think, Jose? Like, you remember how you just said that Arian Foster made that joke about how the league is, you know, scripted. Yeah. Well, I if the players don't get a script, I'm pretty sure referees get scripts, bro. It's not the first time and it's not the last time that referees have been called out 
for blatantly cheating. So what do you think the script says? We're gonna let this game go to overtime for better Wait, ratings. The, the money script probably says. The script probably says. I don't know. In this situation, you don't give a call to this person, and it happened to Iverson, bro. It was documented where the refs literally said, "Yo, we're not giving Allen Iverson any calls, any calls for point guard who's going to the basket every single time he doesn't see the free throw line." Like I'm not saying this probably isn't as blatant as it is, but bro, something is going on in the NBA where referees are not—they're not refereeing; they're dictating the game, bro. That shit is right there in front of you. You're literally under the basket. There's no way you don't call that. You can hear that. Yeah. If I'm five, six, seven feet away from you, and a man who is six foot seven, six foot eight, game on the line, slaps you, I can hear that. Yeah. What you don't call it? Why? Because it's just. That's not that. that's not what that. Vegas wants, bro. I don't get that. That's like when we were watching the Knicks game the other night against the Lakers, and they took R.J. Barrett out of the game with six minutes left. They don't play him yeah. in overtime. Yeah, it's we like, need him for fifteen points. He had thirteen, and they didn't even bring him back in the game. Bro, it's just like the Why? more you bet, the more you start to realize. Yeah, wait a minute, this shit doesn't even seem right. This shit, like, why is your best player not touching the ball? Why is your best player not in the fourth quarter? Why is your best player not in overtime? I get that the the game does move like that sometimes, but there is questionable nah, decision. I think it's just officiating, yes, but then there's also like the RJ Barrett thing. There was no explanation why you don't have your starter on the floor for the New York Knicks with the game on the line. And I I know he had a bad first half there, but he comes in the game and he starts getting getting in his rhythm. He drops six points right away, and then you take him out, and then he doesn't see the floor for the rest That's of the crazy. game. Some way, somehow, something is wrong there, bro. That's what I'm saying. No explanation. All the time, bro. I, I don't understand. And you notice it more when you bet on athletes. It's like, yo, wait a minute. This guy averages 17 points. He's at 14 points in the second quarter. Why is it the fourth quarter and you don't have 17 points yet? And there's no injury? Like the other day, I bet on um Rudy Gobert. I think it was for like 11 rebounds. I put him in one of my parlays, and I noticed, like, it's the second quarter. You have two rebounds. All right, cool. You know, you're probably yeah. having a little off day. Working in the game. He goes the fourth quarter, three minutes left in the fourth quarter, and you have two rebounds. How do you only have two rebounds? You're seven foot tall, bro. With no injury? With no injury. And they really weren't playing him. And no, but he had he had played like forty six minutes. No, not forty six minutes. It was like about forty two minutes. So they did play him. Yeah, he was in the whole game, bro. Something ain't only right, two man. rebounds. That's impossible, bro. How does that not work? And you know, it's crazy to me. It's like you can't even Dude. bet for for a player like him to go for rebounds. They don't even give you the option for that. It's like automatically it has to be six and above. So I can't even alternate it now. It's like it's getting crazy with the parlays and and the Fanduel shit, bro. It's like you start to look at sports a little different. But hey, it is what it is, man. I don't get it though. That is. Yes, yes, yes. Crazy to me. This <laughs> is just crazy. Like, bro, you can't get two more points in in twelve minutes, fifteen minutes in a basketball no. game. That's blatant. That one hurt. Yeah, it did. That one hurt. But it hurts every night when some you some weird things going on in sports. <laughs> weird times. But bro, it is what it is, bro. We just hit a point where it's like, what is going to surprise you next? I guess so, right? We're in some new new times, yeah. new era. It's just, I don't know, bro. 
I just can't wait for baseball to start. We, uh, we're getting closer. We're going to have the World Baseball Classic. We'll have the preview show soon. We'll have Juan on for that, of course. Yeah, uh, for today, sure. Today we're recording this February 2nd, Thursday here, Groundhog Day. Fox is done. He filled the groundhog said There's six more I don't even pay attention to that stupid freaking <laughs> groundhog. Hey. <laughs> he always giving us hey, extra yeah. winter. He's always giving us extra winter. But he's been wrong like four of the last ten times, I right? know. I did see what Jake put in the group chat. Yeah, yeah. And then Jake but, uh, hey, well, global saying, warming's in full it effect. Was so freezing today, though. He got that part right. And the weekend's supposed to be cold, but next week, low sixties. Well, we had snow for like six hours and then it disappeared. It's a, again, I don't know. Global <laughs> warming, real thing. But <laughs> they work in those weather machines out there, bro. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna have our special guest on very soon. Let's uh, let's do music. Any uh, any new music you've been bumping? I know that this week we have little Keats dropping. Uh, their their team is gonna cool. be dropping his album, Little Keed. R.I.P. I've never listened to him. R.I.P. Yeah. I don't know who he is. Really? The only reason the first time I heard him was when Drake said R.I.P. to him. I know he is he like associated with like YSL or something. Uh, I don't know exactly. If Didn't he, he his associations? Wasn't he the guy that like he but got caught with another dude's girl? And was shot in his apartment or whatever the case may be. Nah, he had a he has had a couple. Bangers though, with I mean, you may be right about that. I would have to check, but he's had a lot of good projects and he's worked with Little Baby and he's 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 pretty solid. And obviously, Drake shouted him out on Jimmy Cooks, and yeah, yeah, RIP. But it's his uh, their album, their, their team now is uh, dropping his his album, so that'll be that'll be a, a good look. That's crazy how fast, like, your your f- not your I wouldn't even say your family, but how fast your team, your team, and your label goes to fast. put out music when you're when you're deceased, like, yeah. That shit is crazy to me. Like you're literally worth more dead than alive. Yeah. Now I I know they said the album, but it may be the single tonight. Don't I I did it here. Yeah, but it's just it maybe a single. It's I just heard an album early this week, but then I heard single today. So we'll see. To me, it's just it's whack. Yes. It's just whack because like you see these these upcoming artists like they're technically like underground because they're not fully out there to the mainstream, and they're up, you know they're upcoming, and the label does nothing to like really like. Say, you know what? Let's drop an EP or let's drop a, a track or let's drop a an album. Like they don't they don't rush, to drop albums or put out music for these artists while they, you know, while they're alive and still trying to create their fan base and you know, really come up. But as soon as they die, bro, it's like the label's like, all right, we gotta put out an album. We gotta put out an mm-hmm. album. Like, and they just rush that shit and they just dilute that person's work of art. Like, and I felt like that happened with um, with X like. His team was so desperate to put out music, and they, I don't know. It's just like, yeah. what if what happens when you put out all the music and it just it just unfolds the wrong way? It's like people don't really like receive it the way they would thought they were gonna receive it. Cause it happened with like Pop Smoke first album after he passed. It was like people wasn't really rocking with it or like that. No, like, the first it, one was good. The second one was last year. Well. Well, even the, the first, first one was good. even the first one was like, all right, people didn't wasn't too receiving of it. It just gradually like grew on them. Like, all right, all right, cool, whatever the case may be. But I don't know. It's just it's just it's just weird how these labels work with artists and shit like that. Like, that's I don't think that's ever a business I I like I will ever try to tap into. It's interesting. Though. The music industry is dirty, bro. Shit is nasty. Like, yeah, sad. It's rest in peace, of key though. Yeah. It's interesting to see how, like, hearing, like, I heard Juice on, I think, Trippy's album, the, like, 
a couple weeks ago, and it's crazy to think like how much, how many years since he's passed on now, and how many albums did they drop for Juice World after he passed? I want to say two. Two. I want to say two. Well, then again, he has had a lot of music. A lot of music, but and it's I'm amazing. pretty sure he has way more left in the. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's in amazing. the chamber. It's amazing to see that, like him on a feature or him on. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, like, which how, is did dope. They change the, did they change the verse? Was he already on this beat? Like, is this a song from no, 2019? Def- definitely not, because you could tell by Pop Smoke, like Pop Smoke album when they dropped it, it was full of features. No, but, but I'm saying like Juice World. Like, I'm talking in general, like. Oh yeah, I'm saying like. On a track like Trippy Red's album, right? Just, just cause I, I thought nah, of it. No, that's that. just that's just the label working with labels. Hey, listen, we got a couple tracks here. You want this verse? Or, oh, okay. Oh, we need a feature for this track. I like, see. Okay. That's all. Like you could tell Trippy's album was clearly the label working that shit and managing that shit. I see what you're he saying. He had okay. seventeen. He had thirty-five tracks and like twenty-two of them were all features. That's all the label, bro. Trippy's never had an album like that, and I don't even listen to the kid that much, but. I've never seen a project of him where he has that many features and the caliber of features that he actually had, like Travis, Little Baby, Kodak, and all Future, those. Future, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dark. like, that's not, that's Dang. definitely not him. And I'm not saying that those artists probably wouldn't have worked with him. Trav, But yeah. that's probably wasn't his, his mind said, like, yo, I need all these features. But once a label gives you 30, 40, 50 million dollars, you know, they have full control of everything. Like, we need these artists, and that's just how it works, bro. It's just a mixy mixy business, bro. It's like I don't understand how that shit works, but it's crazy. Damn. Interesting. And that was a flop of an album. Yeah. Wow. It was it was it was terrible. I mean, it'll be I I wonder if they do something with P and uh P and B rock. I, I don't know. Be an album well technically technically we probably won't even see a project from him because he's independent. Well, you never and know. And that's Maybe the situation. Close to him. You know, uh, I don't know who's really gonna take in the time to to fill that budget and go and put out an album. Cause Fifty did what you call it, um, Pop Smoke, but he's from New York and he was he was in tune with with yeah. Pop Smoke and Pop Smoke had a had a big name. He was the the future for New York. He changed the sound in New York. True. So of course you're gonna have bigger artists like I. Right, let me That's continue amazing. try to t- continue his legacy. Yeah. And push his name, but P and B Rock was just trying to make it back. And he was cut out of Atlantic Records, so Atlantic has no no control over him anymore. He was independent. That's amazing to see. So for anything in like in the future for his music, it will have to be from his home team, his brother, whatever it is, his management. That's definitely not gonna come from a label because he's independent. It's like who you leave it with, you know. It's like who's around you. Those are the questions. Juice World had a lot of people around them that could. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't Little Bibby his manager? Uh, I think Little Baby does a lot of great work for the talent that he brings out of uh, Chicago. Maybe you may need to fact check that. I think I think that's who he was. He was under Little Baby and them, but you know, rest in peace to all of them. But it's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. So you want to introduce this 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 guest? I do. And welcome into our special guest, Chase Alasakis. How you feeling, Chase? Welcome back. What's up? Yes, sir. What's up, baby? The boy is here. 
Hey, how you feeling, Jay? I don't take it lightly. Let's get it. How you feeling tonight, Jay? I'm feeling great. Thank oh you guys man! For having me. Of yeah, course, we live, we live, we gonna chop it up tonight. We gonna we, chop it up. So Chase Alasakis, the vet, and now the just he just finished up his playing career at the Millersville University football team. Yes, sir. Linebacker, fifty-two, fifty-two reasons. Five deuce in the building. My man is like the Aaron Donald there of the PSAC, no mm. doubt about it. Best player on the team. Maybe, maybe I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, because I didn't want to say it for Zay. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Zay, but. Chase, it's, it's great to have you here in the pod. Uh, great big fan of the show. But, yo, my man, you're doing some big things after school. Tell me tell me what's good. What's going on with you? What's what's good these days? Finish well, it up. recently I just got back from Indiana. Okay. I had a national scouting combine out there. This guy don't miss. This guy does not miss. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, NFL, XFL, CFL, USFL. Okay. A lot of scouts, a lot of agents. Um, <clears throat> I went out there, did my best. Um, got blessed in the game. Uh, came up huge with like six tackles, two Ooh. sacks, um, a forced fumble. Yeah. So then, uh, right when I was leaving, the CFL guy shot me a text message and wants me to try out for uh, the Edmonton Elks. Hey, look at that! Hey. This guy doesn't CFL. miss. He don't miss, bro. He just don't miss. He does not miss. That that is awesome though. So this this combine in Indianapolis, like. Was it more like a 40-yard dash, or was it more like a scrimmage games going on? or? So, in the beginning, uh, it was a lot of interviews. Okay. Um, then we did, like, a legit NFL combine. Okay. So, every single testing that you can think of. Really? 40, pro jelly, three comb, bench, <laughs> vertical, broad. Yeah. All the above. What was the 40? Like, nah, you know, we ain't, ain't going to say that. We ain't going to say that. We ain't going to talk. We ain't going to that. Okay. Okay. We ain't going to say that one. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, we had a little... We had like a little practice day the next day. Okay. And then we got right into the, the legit showcase game. How many players were out there? Uh, I'd say like 85. 85? Wow. Yeah, most of them were like high D1, like low D1. There's kids from Bowling Green, Charlotte. Um, Any quarterbacks out there? Yeah. There's a kid named like Tyler or something. He's good. He went to the FCS Bowl. Wow. All the way down in Florida. Yeah. He was doing good. Hey, Shaman Man, uh, CD, he was out there too. Oh, really? Out there? Yeah, CD was out there? Yeah. That's fire. Shout That's out fire. CD. Shout yeah. out CD. He, he does things too, so. Hey, we balled out. Yeah. For Millersville U, D2? Come yes, on, sir. you guys out there. Yes, sir. In the combine, but uh, that's awesome. And you said a couple of scouts, NFL scouts were out there too? Yeah, there's uh, the Chiefs and the Colts. Ooh. So okay. that one's good. Yeah, they're doing some interviews. And they're, they're What's cool. the process like that? Well, like, what type of questions do they ask you? Basically, like, you know, why like why do you stick with football? Um, what makes you stand out from other players in your position? Um, they started more uh, interviewing during the showcase game. Okay. So after a couple of good plays, like, they would pull me on the side, like, well, I'm trying to go get a water break. Yeah. And they're like, so what were you thinking during that play? Like, I'm over That's there. That's crazy. I'm over what, there. what am I thinking? Yeah, I'm <laughs> Pat McAfee. Yeah, what am I thinking? I'm over there huffing and puffing. I'm like, yeah, I'll get back to you in a little bit because I have to go in the next series. Yeah. But, no, they were cool. They were very respectful. And you I never thought it would be like that, like they would interview in between plays. Oh, know? yeah. yeah. Probably because of how many people, too, you know? Would, that I just puts more pressure on you because, like, now you know, like, all right, they were watching me, but now they're really watching me because <laughs> they're paying attention to every little thing, and yeah. they're going to ask me about every single thing that happens on the field today. So it was, like, it's a little more pressure. Yeah, yeah no, sure. there's a lot of pressure. I mean, you look anywhere, there's a camera on you at all times. Like, there's up in the stands, on the sidelines, like, coaches – behind the huddle like it was crazy like you know like however you acted or if you made a play like you were gonna get seen damn that must feel good 
like, all eyes on me, like, just imagine, like, yeah. everyone's out here to see 85 particular players, like, yeah. the percentage of that, of all college players, bro, Yeah, that's not even, like, a 1%, bro. Yeah, and, like, they could came look out, like, a quarterback, and if you made your, if you did your thing that day, like, they're gonna be looking at you. Yeah, yeah, so say they came to see this quarterback, and you had this massive hit on him, yeah. or you sacked him twice, like, yo, who's yeah. that? Yeah, we who's we him? We, we mm-hmm. couldn't we couldn't tackle. Yeah, him. but you know, it's a show yeah, you get. But to yeah, him. we we give him a little pop. Of course. But think about it. That's what you do. All these yeah, scouts yeah, watching yeah, you yeah. under pressure, yeah, making plays. This guy just mauls people. That's what there. he does. Yeah. He's a bully. So Chase, <laughs> Millersville obviously it was your last season playing on the team, and it was yeah. best season coming off a five and six record this year. Yes, this sir. Past year. Yes, that was sir. Great season, great year. But uh, just watching you throughout the year, because me and Jose and obviously Billy was you know recording, Jaron was recording, Jake. We were all watching the games, and you were always making plays, always involved yeah, in the sure. play. Uh, for you, what what kind of what was the best game of the season for you, and uh, maybe was the best was the best play involved in that? Like, what do you think your best game? Maybe even not even in a win, maybe even a losing battle. But you were like, that was my best game I put forth, win or lose. And how did you take it if it was a loss or if it was a win? What was the celebration like? I mean, I would say for myself. See, I don't know. I did. There's a couple games I bought, but probably my favorite probably against a ship. Against Shippensburg, yeah, because yeah, I was homecoming. Yeah. And, you know, that's Coach Morgan's rival school because that's where he came from. Yeah. So, uh, no, we definitely bought out that game. We shut them down. Yeah. And the celebration after that, I went to tell you, it was crazy. <laughs> locker room was going wild after that. Yeah, the locker room. That's what I remember is the locker room. After yeah. that, it was downhill. Nah, but those, those are the moments you play for. It's like those are yeah. the things that you're going to take with you forever. Like, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's definitely a special moment, like, when you get to beat your rival and, it's definitely at home. It's like the energy at home is just crazy because they were rocking. We was there, and that the building was definitely loud. Yeah. yeah, I remember the one game though. This is like, this is also like the character of uh, Chase Alasakis that I think the scouts were looking at. I remember the last home game of the year. I guess it was against Kutztown, right? Yeah. And uh, one of the punt returners just made a made a bad play for Ville, and it, it cost them the game. And I remember. Seeing you go over to him and kind of comfort him and tap him on the shoulder, make sure he's good. Yeah, that was you a know, crucial play. Everybody was pissed yeah. off and shit, but you were just you were there, like yeah. making sure he's good, and that was cool too, because even that kind of happened with Joseph Asai in the in the Bengals Chiefs game, yeah, you know, like shit like that. Yeah. But and one like, one play could change everything for you. Yeah. Like obviously you're in passion, you get you know upset, yeah. but what what do you think it's like to to still hang in there with that brotherhood in a tough loss or in a game? like I mean, that, I put myself in his shoes, like to yeah. be back there to catch him punt return. Yeah, I mean that ball is high, like how high up? You know, <laughs> you, you got the whole stadium rocking, you got people charging at you. Yeah. I, I get it, like that's hard, like that's like going that's to tough. the NFL and trying to do it, like yeah, it's hard. So uh, there's a lot of spin in the ball, so like we don't like to make excuses, but yeah, you know, if that was me back there and I messed up, I would want my teammates <laughs> to come over and yeah. like tell them to pick my head up because we still had time on the clock, but yeah, you know anything anything can happen. So. Yeah. What was it? What was the uh, kicker for for Dallas? Oh, the, the <laughs> Maher or something. I think yeah. Maher. I think See, if, you, if, you make, if you if you if you make one, like I'll probably console you. Like yo, bro, pick your shit up. Like we got you. <laughs> yeah. But if you're missing three of them in a row, bro, it's like for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's different. <laughs> like yo, bro, like you just smack him in the back of the helmet. Like, come on, bro, like yeah. get with it. Yeah, yeah not nah, but for sure. Like you definitely were there to 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 console him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need you need shit like that because like if you're mentally out of the game, no matter how much talent you have, bro, like you're gonna defeat yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, no doubt. And a play like that could 
self-defeat you. Like, you know what? I'm all the way checked out. Like, I can't get back from this. I fucked up. Like, yeah. all this is going to lie on me. I'm going to yeah. be the talk of the town. I'm going to be on the news tomorrow. But that's why what makes sports so, like, fire is, like, it's literally a brotherhood out there. Like, you build a family mm-hmm. on that field. And, like, we're going to ride together. We're going to die together. And that's how some teams, you know, they make it to the to the chip, like because they have a bond that you know you can't you can't break them. You're gonna win, you're gonna lose. Yeah, that's we sports. win together, we lose together. There's like, no it's in just between. Part of the, it's just part of the game. Yeah, I mean, this guy doesn't take many take many losses over here. From no, that. He, he doesn't. That's my fair share. But uh, balls under the belt. Yeah, of course. You know what's crazy that I have a video like. What, what which game were we watching on the TV? Oh, it was the first game of the year. It was uh, uh, St. Anne's. Yeah, St. Anne's yeah, game. Yeah, that well, was, was. I think I got it. I remember you were making play after play, and we had that game on first game of the year in August. Yeah, I was pumped, man. I was pissed off more because that long I know. bus ride. I was like eight hours. Yeah. So I was already in the mood. Yeah. I hate that bus. And that was a that was a, yeah a tough tough way to go back. Yeah. After that loss. I mean, yeah, it was damn. crazy. But you played a great game though that whole whole way through making plays. I had Jose up at. Against the TV screen, yeah, we trying to take a video. Screaming, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna look for her right now. I'm definitely fun. But like, how was um, how was like this whole process of you like, post college ball like, like how how do you look into it like every day? How do you feel like, this is what I have to do to like hmm. get where I want to go. Yeah, that's a great question because you know I've been doing football, college football for six years because of COVID when I redshirted so. It was definitely, it was a big struggle in the beginning because I'd wake up, eat, guard the football meetings, lunch, practice, more meetings, come back. So it was a big adjustment, but now I always have a thing in my room that I look at every single day. It's, hey, you're going to be great or someone else is going to do better than you. So I look at that every day. So use that as motivation, you know, go to the gym, work out still. So just whatever I can do to keep my head focused. Yeah, just stay leveled. Yeah, of course. That's what you got to do. That's what you do good at discipline, and right now I've, I've been seeing a lot of that in the gym. I think yeah. that was something that it was me and Jose were talking about at the games. You know, just the transformation from the off season, yeah. all that work that was put in, and you know, on those games where it was like ninety some odd degrees. I think the game against what was it, Gannon or something. Yeah, like, it was, second it was game hot. of the year. Yeah. It was a hot one. You guys are all black. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, who I came up with that? Whose idea was it to wear all black when it was like eighty seven that day? Yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of like that too. You because, do? yeah, Gannon was like, yo, y'all crazy. I'm like, yeah, we different. Right <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we different. Yo, you might beat us, but we're going to still be out here all black, and we're going to be away from the next play. There's a funeral out here. That's yeah. what it was looking like. I'm like, oh, snap, they came to ball out. But for real, because sure. how hot it was, the endurance factors, and yeah. just some of the plays, the explosiveness that you were, you were able to go. Is there anybody that you would say in the league, maybe, or in college that you look up to like as a role model, or you try to – emulate you know maybe one move around them is there a guy like you're like man how do i how does he get off that way or damn i should try that or something like that does that go through your head watching professional collegiate sports college yeah i mean i can't say college like i really don't watch college but like i'm more like nfl like okay I just be watching Aaron Donald when he plays because he just always be going full. We got 100%. the vid. We got the vid of uh, Chase Osakis <laughs> first game of the year. Look at it right there. Look at that. Give me that. Move his, here. Move his world up right there. <laughs> Let me see if I hear the, We can hear. We can hear each other screaming. <laughs> this is what. Come on. Quietly on the other Chase Osakis. 
That's the demon. Yes, sir, baby. Yeah, watching plays. him on TV, that's tough, bro. You look, like, you look like Aaron Donald right there. Yeah, yeah, that that looked like him blowing up the Super Bowl right there. Yeah. said, crown me. Do you feel like the cameras, like, alter your game sometimes? No. Nah, nah. Do you I, think I, athletes get, in, like, get caught up into that? Oh, absolutely. There are some people that can't perform under cameras. I mean, they just, they get scared, like, they want to do their best, and then they overthink, they try to overdo themselves. Hmm. I don't, I don't pay you attention don't do to that. that. Nah, I just pay attention to... The quarterback, let me go get him. Yeah, like, what I have to get done, just do my job. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't care, like, I, I don't care how many cameras, I don't care who's in the stands. <laughs> I don't care if Beyonce's out there. <laughs> I don't care. No, you definitely yeah. don't, because, like, every time we see him, like, yo, he doesn't stop, bro. He may like, care if Beyonce's there. He, he has two people on Beyonce his back. back. Yeah. <laughs> two people on his back. He's still running through. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. This guy's a monster. I don't know, like, when, whenever I'm on that field, it's just, like, I'm just, just so zoned in. I can't hear nothing. Like, that's, like, one, like, me and, like, defense how to talk about, like, I'm mm-hmm. that focused that I cannot hear what you're saying to me. Yeah. True. Like, you got tunnel vision. Yeah, like you all the way locked in, like yeah. And the and the build that was in the off season, I really feel like the the work that was put in at the gym, because like, I mean, you would work out, and this guy's pushing. How much was you? What was the max bench of the summer? You would say? Yeah, three eighty five. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like I had him at. I think I had you spotted at three like twenty five, and you were just pushing. Yeah, three twenty five. Like nothing. I'm just sitting there like, oh, you know, never mind. He got it. Like I don't even need to do anything. Tough. Like Like, sometimes I'll be like, I'll just got him, but no, it's. Light. Bro, he's bench yeah. pressing two of you. Oh, I know, yeah. Like this. Oh, it's yeah. like nothing. I don't know, but also, like, you also think, like, during the summer, I was also coming off of heartbreak, so. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what made me zone even more. Yeah, you got adrenaline. You got to yeah. really lock in. Fire in you, like, yeah. oh, this, this is how you, yeah. you want to do, baby. Yeah. That's why I'm going to show you. He that's, played like yeah, that this that's year. That's why I took it. I was like, all right, you going? All right. You know, it's crazy because it's like some athletes or just people in general, like, they they do their best when their back is against the wall like, mm. like you need that like that extra like kick like yeah, and you just snap into a whole different mode like Drake says I got a whole nother mode I could tap into and mm. you yeah. just really lock in and yeah bro you see it's red ah yeah it's like right, when, like right when that helmet goes on it's just like let's go yeah I, I never thought about like. Like let's go. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, you, you're not hungry enough. Like, yeah, for mm, sure. Like, like, I gotta eat. If you don't want to eat, I'm gonna eat for you and mm, me. Yeah. So I have a question. It's like, um, I see you like work out a lot. You know, you always putting time into your craft. Like, what is something that you do to like, all right, nice. Let me just get out of athlete mode. Like, let me chill. Like, is there any like hobbies or like, what is it that you tap into to like just, just just let loose and like not really focus so much on the professional sports aspect well one is i got a great group of friends including yourself mike <laughs> l jake that's uh, the team so, man so the yeah, so right there. that's that's why i usually that's how i get myself like out of that whole scheme like my mindset i mean before it was partying and that never came good because i'd distract myself so yeah once i got myself like, a, like around a good group of friends then that's when i can be like all right like I can relax yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. just chill. Like, you don't really have to think about all that. Because I can only imagine, like, trying to become a professional athlete. Like, just like you said, you have meetings and trainings and sit-downs. And it's like, everything is literally eat, breathe, sleep, this sport. Like, yeah. Yeah. anything that you do professionally, that's got to be something. Like, you know what? I got to just check out for a little while. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because like, yeah. it it's too much, bro. It's like, yeah. what? And a lot of people don't, they, they just don't. And I feel like, 
mm. they don't have an escape. Like that's all they're doing is like you're becoming a psychopath at this point. Like yeah, and you literally start to you know lose yourself. Yeah, you lose yourself. Yeah. You, yeah. you you keep doing the same thing, expecting as a result. It's like it's not gonna happen. Like so, for you to be able to have like a group of friends or like a certain things that like you can just like automatically just check out is like dope because. I've seen like a lot of documentaries on like sports and shit, and, like people just go insane where like they're all the way a hundred percent in like eat, breathe, sleep. Like yeah. it gets to the point where you're literally destroying your mind and your body. Mm-hmm. You get the injuries, like you overtraining, you overcompensating, and it's just it's tough. But I'm glad you don't have to do none of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> another another thing, like with me working out, like that's another way. Like I like I'm peaceful at mind. Yeah. Mm. You, how you've always worked out even before football? Uh, I actually didn't get into it until like my junior year of high school. That's when I first actually started getting into like lifting. It all came when I was like, I think I was like a hundred and like seventy five pounds, and I tackled a running back. He's like two twenty, <laughs> and he, no, I'll never forget the words he told me. He's like, "Yeah, you got lucky." After that, I was like, "All right." Next right. time, I'm very. <laughs> I was like, I was like, right there, you got lucky. So I just every, every every single day after that, like I like I became that obsessed. Like like you're saying, like people come obsessed, like yeah, they do, bro. Yeah, like I, there's not one day in my mind that that phrase not got in my head. Like, I started losing relationships, terrible in school. I just became like, I legit would leave class to go down to wait like the workout room and just start just working, working out. out. Yeah. I'd be missing classes. I just didn't care. Yeah, shit, that's tough, bro. Like, yeah. I've always said, like, the hardest battle to beat is your mind, bro. Hmm. Like, you yeah. can... It sounds you, you versus it. you. Yeah, it's you versus you, literally, bro. Every a day, lot of it Every is. day you wake up in the morning, bro, is literally you versus yourself. Because at the end of the day, like, yeah. if you're not content or happy with yourself or you're not executing what you want to do, it don't matter what's going on around you, bro. Like, you will never fully feel like you're accomplishing anything. Mm. Absolutely. That's so true. Fact is like, so I don't know, but sports is definitely like something and so I, hard, bro. And I think another big thing too is how you said like that transitional phase from, you know, growing into this last season, you know, from that partying atmosphere, you know, you start a football team, you know, yeah. all the girls, the atmosphere, the yeah. parties, this yeah, and that, class, you know, all those distractions. That just but now with the territory, of, though. Of course. Yeah, and, sure. and I felt like it was always, you know, the, the humbleness of it, of you know, the way that you've always operated, but a lot of it can, you know, you're, you're always a nice guy, so I feel like it's hard saying no for you, and yeah. you always want to be a good friend, good roommate, good teammate, yeah. but I feel like you're on more of, like, that gym and really eating healthy and on that grind of, like, yeah. disciplineness. That, yeah. You know, part. How do you feel like the, the change was, or what do you think that moment was where you're like, how do I, how do I separate the two to find a balance? Even if, you know, there's a time where I want to go out, I'm, I still need to be disciplined. What, what is it for you? My whole thing was those times I was out partying, I would always think back in my head, like, when I go back to my house, like, I just sat there and wasted so much money while some kid was in the gym getting better than me. Mm. So once, like, that started to click with me. That's deep. Oh, that's that, a deep one. That is. That's when I started that's a to, deep like. One. Like, you guys, you guys were there that one period. I was not out, out for, like. Well, we couldn't yeah, get you out to yeah, I was MIA. <laughs> I was MIA. I was in my room. And that's the only thing I do is just, I was mm. like, there's not going to be no one that's going to be out working me right now. Who do you but, think your biggest inspiration is uh, for an athlete growing up? Like, your biggest favorite athlete, biggest role model? 
I'd have to say Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, what do you yeah. think that? I just love like how like obviously like he didn't have a good background and then Yeah. You know, how he met that one coach. I forget his name, but he took him uh, as a father figure. Was that? He was like the old dude. It's crazy because we were talking about him the other day. Cuss, Casamato. Yeah, and he basically Casamato. Like, he basically took him in. He's like, "Yo, listen, like, this is like why you're here," and you know, like, so I stuck, I stuck by that. Like, he took him as like, like a son. Facts. So after seeing that, and then like how like, when he died, he started going down the wrong road. He was back in prison, and then he came back to uh, boxing. Yeah, yeah. And it started mm-hmm. dominating, but like, I always looked up to him, like how he like held himself like yeah like people might think he's a bad guy but like that's boxing like you can't just have a yeah not a nice that, guy in there yeah when you come from where he came from yeah it's tough bro because i can yeah. i can i wasn't alive at that time in new york city but my parents were in the 80s and the 70s in new york was well that shit was a hellhole bro mm-hmm. like buildings mm-hmm. were burned down crack yeah. houses everywhere mm. the reagan era with the crack epidemic was just starting to like really kick in and for you to be like I came from there mm-hmm. and I'm one of the greatest of all times bro yeah. it's crazy and like one thing that I, that you mentioned like his trainer like his trainer literally trained him to like be a monster like mm-hmm. it's crazy how one person can like really tap into your mind and like you could really see their vision and execute their vision like a lot of parents like they push like say like if you failed basketball player or you failed baseball player your father want to live his dreams through you. And some 90% of the time, that shit doesn't work, bro. Yeah. And then you run across a stranger, and, like, he taps into your mind, like, yo, listen, this is what it takes. This is what you're going to do. This is how we're going to do it, and you're going to be the greatest of all time. And imagine a <laughs> just like that. that you just meet randomly, bro. You could just be walking in the street. You could be at, excuse me, you could be at Walmart. He's like, yo, I see something in you. And you're like, you do? Yeah. And he goes, Yo, like, just meet up with me. Like, we're going to tap in. And he turns you into the greatest specimen yeah. of your class, of your generation. And, bro, Tyson was a savage, bro. Yeah. He yeah. was a monster. I still bro. can never get over the Holyfield thing, man. That that still blows my mind that happened. Bro, that's how much he didn't want I to know, lose, bro. I know. But like, he <laughs> Oh, man. I still can't believe Tyson that. Tyson is an uh, animal, bro. Like, an, I love Tyson, bro. But I, I don't know why he did it because he's, he was so competitive that he lost the fight because of it. I get it, the adrenaline, bro. but I was like, oh, my. Cause just he, imagine. I like, think he could have won that fight. but that. Just imagine, like, you've been your last 12, 13 fights. You come in there and you ended it in the first round. So now. He's in a situation where he's in multiple rounds. He's in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. That's a whole different fight for you now. Like mm-hmm. you've never been here. This is yeah. this is an uphill climb that you never had to climb. So he got frustrated. Probably all his PTSD from yeah. him growing up as a kid, where everything was just fucked up. His mom didn't care about him. She was a drug addict. She was a fiend. Whatever the case may be. Yeah. Like. Or that PTS starts coming down on you. Because PTSD is a fucking real thing, bro. Yeah. That shit could just snap in. Like, oh, it'd yeah. be one small thing that triggers everything, bro. And he was like, yo, I can't beat this motherfucker. Let me bite his ear off. <laughs> <laughs> and, yo, the fact that that... Oh, my God. No, that's crazy, but... um, Wow. What are you... What's life after for, like... Yeah, I don't even want to... I don't even want to put that in the air. Because, like... Yeah, yeah. Shit, whack, like... Besides football, what would you like to to like to do? What would you like to tap into? Like, what's something that you could say like, "Yo, I want to try this." 
it doesn't have to be professionally like it could be like a hobby like yeah. an art like what would you like to tap into besides football because we mm-hmm. we clearly know that like football is your yeah. your main objective that's your passion that's mm-hmm. what you're gonna do for the rest of your life but mm-hmm. is there anything else that you like to tap into like mm-hmm. I got three three things three my first one is to be stronger than Eddie Hall that would be my that would be my <laughs> number one so that would be bodybuilding <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I figured that would be one of those yeah. things because he just he, you know they, they call him the beast facts so like you know, there's always someone that's gonna be coming up that's better. So, True. If I, if, like when everybody I, has to get yeah, the crown. Like when I get done, like that'll be one of the things. My second one would be uh, to join the Marines. Mm. Yeah, this, yeah, race. They said you just have a dog in you in every yeah. aspect, bro. Yeah, I, I just want to. I just like want to know like how that boot camp is, and like I feel like like I, like yeah, you sent me over. All right, cool. <laughs> like I'll do so that. So do you want to do it just just like is it like a test to yourself like that's one of the biggest hurdles to, to like get over bro to become a marine bro oh my mm-hmm. god that's that's like second to none god like, bless you that's amazing few, he's just like yeah marines there's only a few people in the world that can accomplish that for <laughs> exactly right you there. don't even say that I made it to camp yeah you're in at a, an elite level bro yeah and right, right there a few people like I would want to be known as one of those few people, people that did yeah. it yeah you just want to be remembered forever like yeah did it what do you what do you back that up after what are you gonna <laughs> say after that i'm gonna throw you for a loop for this one and then it'd be like kind of like what i went to in like indianapolis like i want to like be one of those guys that can like hold like a special showcase for mm. college athletes that mm. not get noticed or if they're like second string but they still have the talent they just never got recognized yeah, yeah. yeah so sure. that'd be like another like one i'd like to get in the organization of like holding them like having scouts there like just uh helping That's someone dope, like, continue their career it's mm-hmm. like paying it forward like yeah like if it didn't work out for me like i'm pretty sure yeah i can help the next give person. somebody else that opportunity yeah, exactly <laughs> like you you're not on the field but you paved the way for someone yeah. to to be legendary yeah. and that's just as legendary as being on the field bro. Like, and that, that's what it's about to learn it that maybe Cause like the I could have had this opportunity I wish I had this opportunity but yeah. I'm going to give that to somebody else and that's what I was going to say to you obviously you've been you know your last season on Miller's but you were doing a lot with you know the upcoming class what do you tell like coming uh, the upcoming class the, the next generation the next couple of years is there anything that you leave them out with or you got to be smart uh, all eyes are on you at Every corner, I mean, not one action goes by that no one's not going to pick up on. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to know what you did, mm-hmm. how you did it. Um, they're going to be someone on the street that you don't even know that you might be working for them one day. So huh. it's just like, you know, always got to be aware. Um, self-respect, uh, accountability. Accountability is a big one. Yeah, time management. Mm. Sure. Shit. He, he's showing it, bro. Like, yeah. you got to listen to him. Like, he's... He's him, like he's proven that he can get it done. He has scouts looking at him from all different parts of the country. Like he's getting deals. Like, yeah. If there's anyone to listen to, listen to him, man. He, he, he's there. I was he's accomplishing say, things. I was gonna say a couple uh, fan questions. Couple fan questions for tonight. The What's fans want to know, uh, who do you listen to music wise? Oh, you already know NBA uh, YoungBoy. Okay, yeah. okay. Any uh, go to song before a game? Uh, King of the Jungle. King of the Jungle by Andrea Youngboy. You, okay. you guys start believing that you're the King of the Jungle before you even go into battle. Gotcha. Next do you fa- know, wait, before you even mention that, do you know that the King of the Jungle doesn't live in the jungle? I did not know that. 
the lion doesn't live in the jungle. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's how badass he is. <laughs> he got the throne. That's what he does. Uh, he got the throne. So if you could have one walkout song, what would it be? <sighs> one walkout song. Sheesh. Super Bowl. You get one walkout song. You're on the Super Bowl. You're there. Oh, my. That I have so many, young boy. <laughs> wow. That's a hard one. I'm not going to lie. That's a hard one. Probably Green Dot. Green Dot? Yeah. Spicy. <laughs> next spicy, question. Man. Next question with the fans. If you had a chance to go to any D one school, so you're top of the class, you have a chance to go to any any D one school. Where are you going? Ooh. Where are you going? Ooh. Yeah, that's a hard one. Where are you going? Talk to Jeez. Me. Yeah, I'm going to Georgia. Wow, you go to Georgia. Not because they won. They got so many girls out there. It's uh, crazy. Uh, it's so crazy. You'll find your wife out there, too. I'm not even going to lie. Besides the women, a lot of good sure, yeah, yeah. Like, Georgia just, they yeah. scout out the best talent in the league, bro. And, yeah, that Besides so Alabama, beautiful. I think, and I don't even think Alabama does a great job of scouting. I just think the best players just want to go there because the name is so solidified already. Mm, the brand. And the so, brand. Yep. But Georgia, like, they scout. Back-to-back yeah. national champions. Yeah, They're coming. SEC. And, and they just dogs. Like, yeah. they <laughs> dogs. Oh, yeah. Like, That's a different culture. Yeah. Yeah. Not only, yeah, Atlanta's a big city too, bro. Mm. I wouldn't go to Penn State. I mean, I would love to play in the arena, but nah, I can't go to Penn State. Can't go to Penn State. Nah. I if got you could you. play on one NFL team, what would it be? Not anyone. In Pennsylvania. Oh, you crazy as hell. Mm. Um, <laughs> I have to go with the Raiders. The, the Raiders. Raiders. I was going to say. The Raider Nation? No, I Raiders. think I know why. The fans just... Yeah, the fans are crazy. Because it's going to lead into my next question. If you had to play with one player that you would want to play with in the league, yeah. I think I know why. You said the Raiders, because if I had to guess, would it be Max Crosby? Yeah. That's why. That man, he's a dog, yo. Could you imagine you had Max Crosby on one side, you in the middle? Sheesh, yo. Oh, my God. Imagine him playing with Kelly with Mack. Let's get Aaron Rodgers over there with Devontae on the other side of the ball. Oh, my God. He's a so slept on. Who? Crosby? Oh, he's a dog. Yeah, for sure. He's a so slept on. That man, you want to talk about full go. He's there every play, don't matter what quarter, what the score is. He's his balls to the walls. Yeah. You gotta kill me to take me off the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do that's battle of depression and all that, like alcohol, like drugs, like. How do you feel about that? Like, now that you mentioned that, like, how do you feel about like players getting into depression, like through sports? Like, do you think like do they have enough help? Is like any way you could prevent that, or is just it is what it is. I don't think enough football players have help at at any division or leagues mm-hmm. i mean it's very hard they just they just want money i mean think about it they're not they really don't care about you as a player that you're bringing in money so like that's like the that's like the secret behind all football teams like you really think they care about nick bosa's health no. Nah, they just care about him getting to the quarterback and getting the fans going crazy mm-hmm. wins so I mean, to think about it too is like out of all sports Football players are probably the most dedicated out of all players. You're and putting yet, your body on the line. 
Yeah, because you definitely, you, you know, you're definitely taking a toll on your body. And yeah. Like you said, your body's always in physical contact and it's always on the line. But to think that they're the lowest paid players in any sport is crazy. Yes, they play less games, but I have a full-grown man who's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, running at 20 miles per hour ready to yeah. kill me. And they don't get paid, bro. They don't get compensated for that. And they're constantly just thrown out there like, here, take these painkillers, take these painkillers. And we've seen what that leads to. We've seen what the hits accumulate to, to the CTE and all this stuff where, you know, athletes commit suicide and they go through these deep depressions that they can't get out of. And mm. it's just sad to see, like, you're, de- you're literally devoting your body, your soul, mm-hmm. your energy, your mind to this craft, to this sport. And you may not even crack a million dollars a year. Is that something that concerns you sometimes when you take get that field, you know, about the possibility of, of a play like that that could be just one play? No. Or, like at DeMar never. Hamlin, you see something like that? Never. No, never. Yeah. Never. Just, it's just part of the game. It, yeah, it's just like... You know what you signed up for. Yeah, basically, like, you like once you play that sport for so long, it's just second nature, like, not one of it, like, goes mm-hmm. through your mind because if you start playing scared, then you're not going to perform. So you basically have to be reckless out there. So that, you gotta like, know what you're willing to sacrifice. Mm. Yeah. But I think I think NFL people need more support when it comes to social media, because that's like how we're talking about that Cowboys kicker. He probably got so much hate. Joseph Asai, mm. uh, look at what happened with mm. him in the Bengals. Him just mm. crying and how much he got. Like there are people, uh, his teammate was yelling in his face. The crowd. This was is my throwing. last year. He was telling him, "This mm. is my last year. Why would you hit the quarterback?" Yeah. And like, yeah. which I understand, like. Yeah. But there's still cameras I, on him. Like, they, yeah, yeah, like exactly. he might have thought they were gone. Like, like I said, there's, there's all eyes there. on you. There's cameras everywhere, bro. That's yeah. so tough, bro. And it's then like, he has to get it from the fans, mm. probably from you know his wife's friends. Like, and not for, like, like to think about it too. Like the neighbors, football players. Like it's a day of the week. They own a day of the week. I would say, I would say a majority. <laughs> not even a majority. Probably like more than seventy five percent. Of NFL players, they come from a tough upbringing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Came from M- most of the uh, the talent that you see that are at the elite level, bro, these are guys that, you know, they didn't grow up in a four-family home, two-car garage. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they literally had to fight for everything that they had. They didn't grow up like, oh, mom can just go out to Dick's Sporting Good and buy you two pair of cleats. Yeah. Everything, spend three, $400 on equipment. Like, most of these guys, they... They don't even have enough money to, to pay a $25 league fee to get into a league, yeah. bro. And there's some of the best talent in the world. So it's like, that shit is a detriment to them in the long haul because, like, they don't know how to spend money. They don't know how to market it themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to really even hold the intellectual conversation. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. all they know is just, like, I sacrificed everything in my life to, to play it. this sport so I can be able to protect my family and provide for them. Yeah. So it's like a lot of these players, bro, they come from fucked up backgrounds, bro. That's why you see a lot of these great players, you know, they they tap into shit like with gangs and shit and they, they, they make bad decisions, bro, but it's just tough for them. Cause, it's just their nature. Yeah, yeah, that's all I know, bro. And now you just throw a couple million dollars on me. It's like, shit, I'm going to go fucking crazy too. Yeah, just how Ray Lewis was. Yeah, bro, and that, that takes a that takes a, to a big part into like mm-hmm. the whole CTE shit, bro. It's like they... I, I, my upbringing, my upbringing was fucked up. Mm. I have all these head concussions. My team doesn't really care about me. 
I don't have anywhere to turn. Everybody's just looking for my money. Everybody's looking for favors. I'm literally gonna crash out. Yeah. Everything that's everything that's led up to this moment, it was meant for me to crash out. Mm-hmm. So when you say like football players don't have that much help, you're absolutely right, and they don't get the credit. Like it's crazy, like on how football players don't. Like if you look at like basketball players and baseball players and like Instagram following. Most of them are like a million, two million, three million. Yeah. You go to the top football players, bro. They barely crack two million followers, bro. For for a league that gets so much, they they bring in a lot of money, bro. It's I feel like in the NBA, it's more like player branded. You know, they get fifty one percent of the revenue. Well, that's what I'm saying. I I feel like in the NBA, like you know, players more than maybe the teams. teams you yeah, know, you for watch sure. for a player. You're watching. LeBron, if LeBron's not playing on the Lakers, are you going to watch the Lakers? No. Exactly. If Patrick Mahomes isn't going to play in the Chiefs, you may still watch Chaz Henney because they still got Kelsey, Marquez, Ben, and it's a big game, especially how little the game is. You know what I mean? Not for sure. So, like, I think that's definitely, but I understand where you're coming from 100% that football players, you know, also just just the sport itself. They're They're still getting fined for wearing particular cleats like they can't even show like their personalities that's why i think like nba is such a like great league and they're like the pioneers of moving forward like with sports because they let their their players be themselves like you don't have to be in the sideline if on a day off you don't have to be wearing a tuxedo hat tied all up like be yourself like Mm. you don't have to wear sneakers that match the color of your team like express yourself it's starting now more with baseball, but for, like, football, bro, it's just, like, so straight edge, mm-hmm. and, like, the mm-hmm. owners don't bend for them at all. No. Uh, they just think next man up. Yeah, because they're literally, like, robots. Like, at least with, like, basketball and baseball players, like, you get to see the, the background of them, like, mm-hmm. like what they're into. Like, you get to see them dress up. Yeah. Like, not for nothing, like, in the NBA, one of the biggest things of NBA is, like, people walking into the arena to see what you're dripped out in. Mm. They have literally segments on TV that show what these guys are wearing. So Could you imagine if we had that on a, Al Sockis, him walking you build, in? You, your fans get to build a connection with you. They like to crazy. see what you're dressing in. And then you like, oh, he wear that. I like that. You know, it brings yeah. more marketing. And I was like, it, it grows your brand bigger. Like in the NFL, you can't even grow that. Yeah. I got to come in here, black cleats, black socks, black helmet, nothing. No yeah. sideline interactions. Like they don't mic you up to talk while you're in the field. Like. It's just harder for football players, bro. Yeah. And they're not compensated. What other question you got for me? I, got, know, I, know, I know you got a couple up in your head. <laughs> we got, well, we got one more. One more. One more fan question. Here we go. Who are you going to miss playing with the most from college ball? Uh, Isaiah Onershack. Isaiah Onershack. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Was there one play where I mean, you and him just got together with it and just worked? I mean, I think it was just right when I first met the kid, and, you know, he was very laid back, very shy. Yeah. Um, and then I f- saw him playing on the football field, and he, you know, they yeah. had, they had, they, you know, he's a leader. Yeah, he's a late, he's a leader. He's a dog. I mean, it's just like everything about him, like the way he held himself and just the way he played. I'm, I was like, I never played with a kid with that much passion. Yeah, with, that energy, like that's like, like yeah. back to what we were saying earlier. Like, one person can see something in you that you don't see in yourself. That your yeah. parents don't see yourself, and they can really tap into you, like, and they snap that switch on you. And that's probably what he did for yeah. you. He's like, yo, I'm gonna follow you. He, 
He plays just as hard as you do too, and maybe you know what I mean. Uh, I, I think he, he plays play harder shit. too. I, I, I think I think he plays harder. That man just runs through that, people. Yeah, that man is just he's on a mission. He's he's like Ed Reed out there. Whenever he, whenever he was in something, he he was on a mission. So what what's it looking like for him? Like, is he gonna go out and you know pursue that stuff? Well, he's coming off of ACL surgery. Oh, man. I know what that is. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, like I said, he's a dog. I mean, most people don't bend their knee, what, 15 to 20 degrees the first day out. He bent it 73 degrees. (laughs) 73. I couldn't do that. I almost fell over. I was like, 73? I was like, damn, you next, like, you close to 90. Yeah. And and the PT girl was like, I'd never seen this before. I was like, me either. I mean, it's just a different breed, though. bro, look at that. I can speak for that, bro. That shit is no joke, bro. But I mean, I think I think like, well, him going through this like that's gonna make him push him more. And for him, it's the sky's the limit for him. I mean, he can he can walk on any D one right now. Mm. Well, not right now. But when like, he's like before, when he, like yeah, yeah. when he first, like when he first stepped on the field, I was like, yo, I don't know why you here. <laughs> like you, like you, him, like go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just you know, he's just his story was written, so mm. it's just like it's. Yeah. However it's going to go down is already written. Yeah. But just, he's a dog, bro. Just a place he made. You're just like, yo, like, you ain't normal. Like, <laughs> like the fact that, like, they're doing an extra point and he's just vertical jumping almost, like, touching it. Like, <laughs> you should see the clips. Like, it's disgusting. Like, I he, seen a clip of him with, um, uh, he was giving you guys a speech before. I forgot what game it was. Yeah. No, his speech has got you. Yeah, bro. It was, like, two, three minutes. I'm like, yo, Billy, play it back, like. He really tapped in like you can see, you can feel the energy. Like yeah. he's a he's a naturally born leader, bro. Yeah, and like, like you could definitely hear it in his voice. Like he wasn't <clears throat> yelling. That's when you can tell someone is like born to lead. Like I can just talk to you regularly. I don't have to yell. I don't have to yeah. scream. I don't have to get out of character. Yeah, no, and he, I can touch you. Like he very laid back. He was talking like so calmly, you know. Yeah. And every you could hear a pin drop in there. Mm. And all eyes are on him. You would hear nothing, bro. Yeah. It was just him talking. I'm like, yo, this guy's a leader. I can see why he's one of the captains on this team. Especially, like, on the sideline, like, when they're doing, like, when we get done doing the prayer, and, like, you look over, and, like, you just make that, like, you just see him staring at the field. No one's even on the field. Like, we're getting ready for kickoff. Like, you know, like, yo, this kid's going to go out, and, like, he's gonna, he going to die with you, too. Like, You're ready to go. Yeah, like, like, you don't have to talk to him. You don't. You just know, like, yo, let, let him do his own he's thing ready. out there, yeah. He's ready. If he needs you, he'll let you know, but until then, you just let, <laughs> you you just let number do, one rock. You, just you let him rock out. If it, if you had one position to play, like, if you could, all, you could change everything about your football career, what other position would you play? Definitely running back. Running back? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just love to run Ooh. through people. Like, I don't, I don't like, like, I like, like, that little juking stuff. But I'm more just, I'm putting my shoulder down and I'm... Get out yeah. the way. Get yeah, out the Yeah, like, especially, like, right up the middle. Derek Henry. Yeah, just, just I'm coming. Ball. I'm coming. Like a freight train. It's, a, it's just bad like that. Running backs in the league, they just, their window for success is, like, so short. short. It, it, it all comes down to yeah, offensive like, line, too. You, you have, have... True. That's a big part of it. But if, as you can see, like, the NFL is going away from that offensive line. Like, they're just, like, let's run the ball faster. We not let run the ball, but let's run these plays faster. RPOs, short, short dump offs. Yeah. So you get the yards after reception. Run pass option. Yeah, exactly. Quarterbacks like, are mobile too, yeah. changing the way that the running back position is played. 
Look at the Eagles. When you got Jalen Hurts, I could just run the ball. See, but that's why I think you guys can win the Super Bowl. And that's why I think we'll you get guys that. will <laughs> win the Super Bowl. Because, bro, you start, a, you start a football team from the inside out. If you don't have no offensive line, I don't care if you have Julio Jones, Jerry Jones, Megatron on the side. <laughs> with... With Aaron Hernandez and, and um, my man dropping, my man dropping, my man dropping Who's gonna win the Super Bowl, Chase? Take us away with it. Who you got? Fly Eagles, fly. Okay. You go with the Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Listen, when that tackle, that right tackle, sixty-five, did not Lane let Johnson Bosa in. Man, we'll see what on. he does against Chris Jones. Come on, that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be appetizer for him. We'll get into that. that. He got no ACL and he blocked Nick Bosa. Come on. Chase, Come on. Last for inspirational words to take us out tonight for everybody out there. <sighs> Let me have it. Let me have it. Chase out soccer. Last words. Talk to us. Hey, do your thing. Make sure your head's above water. You know, stay focused. Grind. Never take no as an answer. Grind, baby. Mm. Jose? Is up and is stuck. You Episode heard us. So three. Out. We out.